It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A special Locked On crossover, Locked On Auburn, Locked On Razorbacks. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is the very handsome John Neighbors as we preview Auburn and Arkansas. Both teams feeling pretty good about themselves despite both teams suffering pretty dramatic losing streaks, but both teams now are on a winning streak, I guess, technically. Both beating bad teams. Auburn's beating two bad teams. Arkansas beat a bad Florida team last week, but it's amazing what a win can do, John Neighbors, because both teams, I think, actually feel pretty decent going into this game. I know, and it's kind of weird because Arkansas hasn't felt decent about anything all season long. You know, even in the time that they won their first two games of the year, sure they didn't look good and they didn't feel good. And so to actually have a win like this against Florida on the road in overtime, it makes them have a little bit more hope, and especially going up against Auburn at home because they know Auburn's not a great team, not a bad team, but not a sure. great team. So it's just a matter of who's going to be less terrible in this game, I think, is ending up wins. Yeah, because I think both teams have the ability to play better than they have for the majority of the season. I think especially on the Arkansas side of things, because you look at quarterback, uh, I think the quarterback battle is a no-brainer. I think K.J. Jefferson is the more proven quarterback in this contest, but the pieces around him have seemed to be inconsistent. John, correct me if you think I'm wrong there, but I just think the offensive numbers kind of speak for themselves. I'm shocked at how bad they've been this year as far as moving the football. Yeah, but I mean, they uh, they had Dan Enos fired as the offensive coordinator in the middle of the year, which uh, that happened before the Florida game, and then Arkansas had a bye week. And then you saw the offense. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell everybody that it was just electric and it was so great, but you could tell that it was a new energy, and they started focusing on the stuff that they needed to be doing from the get-go, like having tempo, like getting up to the line, making it very simplistic to where you're not uh, overloading the entire team, just they got back to what they're good at. And yeah. so I think that the offense is still, yeah, the offensive lines had their problems, still has their problems. You have uh, wide receivers that have been pretty good, but not elite. And you have now two injuries to the two best tight ends that Arkansas had where they're both out for the season. And Rocket Sanders is back, so that's good. But yeah, overall, it's just not been great in any regard. But with K.J. Jefferson being there and surrounding him, he's he's doing what he can. But that's kind of the key is, can Arkansas can make it into two straight games of having some decent offense? I don't really know. I don't really think so. But, you know, yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a thing that where, hey, maybe they got the confidence. Maybe they're feeling good themselves and they can actually go out and perform well, too. So I think there's two major mismatches. I think in this game, I think one benefits Auburn. I think one benefits Arkansas. I, I want to see if you agree with me. I think Auburn's defensive front seven versus Arkansas's offensive line. I think that benefits the Auburn Tigers both in the rushing and passing game. On the flip side, I think Auburn's wide receivers and and their pass catchers against Arkansas's corners and defensive backs, I think that benefits the Arkansas Razorbacks. I I think those are the two most lopsided matchups going into Saturday's game. Do you agree with that, or you you think I'm off? No, no, I agree. I think that pretty much any team that's gone up against Arkansas's offensive line, the defensive front has been much better on the other side. Sure. Uh, But... Yeah, no, I, I think that that's for sure there. The wide receiver, the Auburn wide receivers versus the Arkansas secondary is an interesting one because, you know, Arkansas secondary has been good. It hasn't been elite, but it's been good. And against Florida, there were times that they had uh, a couple breakdowns. And, you know, they had a couple breakdowns against Alabama. So it's almost like 
95% of the time, they are doing a good job or at least, you know, making, you know, not giving up big plays, but there's always that 5% where there's that one breakdown that leads to a huge play. So that to me would be the kicker in this whole thing is that if Arkansas just has a bad breakdown in a coverage and Auburn takes advantage of it, you know, they're very, like it's usually leads to disaster for Arkansas. So I would think that if you have a fully healthy secondary with Arkansas, which I think you will, uh, some guys have been banged up. Some guys have been working through some stuff, but I think you will. Then, yeah, I believe that they're going to really just be able to focus on stopping the run, which I know Auburn's really good at. Just trying to stop that and then just do one-on-one on the outside and try to dare uh, Thorne to throw the ball. Like just that, That's what I feel like is probably going to be the best bet. Yeah, and that's kind of what's the game plan for Mississippi State and Vanderbilt the past two weeks against Auburn is, can you run it on us? Hopefully not. We're, we're going to force you to throw the ball and Auburn's kind of been able to do both at some parts of the game. Auburn's finally found some explosive plays in the passing game, which have been few and far between until about two weeks ago. But Jarquez Hunter, I mean, to me, I think he's the X factor in this game from the Auburn point of view. He's He's been electric running the football, and I think that's really the main way Auburn's going to be able to consistently convert on you know third down and, and move the chains over the course of this game in Fayetteville is Jarquez Hunter and I guess just the Auburn running game in general, John. I think whoever rushes for more yards on Saturday will win this game. I think that's what it's going to come down to. No, I agree because I think uh, you, of course, Auburn's had a much more success running the ball uh, over this season. But again, it kind of goes back to having Rocket Sanders healthy again. And we know KJ Jefferson is a perfectly capable runner. In fact, (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you saw the play that he had against uh, Florida in overtime, but just trucked a dude that was in the secondary. I mean, he is a, he's, he's, I'm not going to say he's Cam Newton, but he's the size of Cam Newton. And so he's got the ability to run over guys and and get to, uh, to that next level, especially when the, when the uh, coverage is really good, he can take off running. It can be really, really detrimental to the defense. So yeah, I think that whoever has success there. And also I believe time of possession is going to be important because I don't think either of these offenses are going to be, you know, just putting together, string together a lot of, drives that take a lot of time and you know you want don't want to have a bunch of three and outs that's going to put a lot more pressure on your defense so i think also whoever wins the time of possession battle is also going to win this game too yeah and i mean usually that's tied to which team runs the ball better right right? unless they've just got a bunch of busted plays 70 yard runs so I, i agree with that yeah kj jefferson's ability to run after contact has been something i've talked about a little bit on my show this week and a position group that i think has gotten better for auburn over the past few weeks, has been the linebackers. They got Austin Keys back, who's the former Ole Miss linebacker. He heard himself earlier in the season. He's returning. K.J. Jefferson, 517 yards rushing on the year. 471 of them are after contact. So can Auburn get him down as soon as they initiate contact with K.J. Jefferson? Nobody else has been able to, but maybe maybe Auburn can figure something out that other teams haven't. I'm I'm not holding my breath for that, but I do think they'll be able to limit it because I, I think this this Auburn defense has been okay when stopping mobile quarterbacks. And interestingly enough, I mean, they've played a, a fair amount of mobile quarterbacks. None have been like KJ, though, with that power. Most of them have been kind of the speed guy because KJ, will, he'll scramble up the middle, which a lot of these mobile quarterbacks like to kind of break, contain, and then try to get something on the outside. So it's a totally different animal. Yeah, and also, it's I don't like it, but I get it he doesn't slide 
He doesn't slide. He'll go out That's of not bounds. Not who he is. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. it's like he'll go out of bounds. Like if he's got if he's going that direction, but if he's going up the middle, he ain't sliding. And so that's, I think, also, uh, you know, I'm sure that they're working on it, but I think that that's also something that a lot of these secondaries and these players in the, and on defenses that's gone up against KJ, they're probably used to where if a quarterback starts running, they're when they come up to him, they're going to go down. They're going to slide, you know, yeah. and in a certain ways and not in certain situations. But they got to be prepared. These, these safeties and whatnot got to be prepared to where if KJ's coming at you, he's not going down. So you either... You either just stand there in the way or you just because you're not going to tackle him just up front either. So I feel like that's why you've seen some of the plays you've had where KJ's truck some dudes in the middle of the field because I don't think they expect it. And so you you don't want to have that happen because also when KJ does plays like that, KJ gets a truck, KJ gets out of it. He's a guy that starts getting that swagger more and more and more the more he does that and he starts playing a lot better. So, uh, yeah, if you allow that to happen, he's really going to start feeling himself. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't blame him for that. At all. All right. I want to talk about what I think the biggest concern on the Auburn side of this is. And, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on what the biggest concern on the Arkansas side of this. That's coming up right here on this crossover edition of Locked on Auburn and Locked on Razorbacks. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. eBay Motors is, um, you know, they know that passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. You want it running like KJ Jefferson and Jarquez Hunter. I don't think there's any question about that. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. With all the parts you need and prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. John Neighbors, Zach Blackerby here with you. Uh, so the, the big thing, I think, for Auburn, and there's been so many different narratives, I think, that have popped up on the Auburn side of this regarding Arkansas. And look, I, I think Auburn could certainly lose this game. I don't think it's because Arkansas was able to beat Florida last week. I, I don't think those things are related. You could disagree with me with that if you want. But to me, Auburn has been a different team on the road than they have been at home. And they finally kind of got a road win that they can feel somewhat, somewhat good about against Vandy this past week. But it was pretty much a home game, right? I mean, all the videos that popped, I mean, 60% of the crowd was Auburn, right? And so I don't know if we've really actually been able to get that off of our back. So obviously, uh, going to Fayetteville, John, is going to be a totally different animal. Not as intimidating as going to LSU or going to College Station, but definitely more intimidating than going to Cal Berkeley or Nashville. But to me, I think that's a big factor. Which version of Peyton Thorne and which version of this Auburn offense do we see with Auburn playing away from Jordan Hare Stadium? Yeah, because I know that it's going to be a good crowd at Arkansas. I don't think it's going to be 76,000 packed out. I mean, it'd be nice, but 
it's looking like it's first off, it's a three o'clock game. Which, Y'all focus on basketball at this point. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which hey, we got a game tonight, so or uh, Friday night, so you've that's uh, going to be a, a good one too. But still, it's a it's a game to where you're going to have a bunch of Frazierback fans there because you know coming off of a win, and there haven't been a lot of home games because Arkansas's had it kind of in a in a bad spot to where they had a lot of home games up front. They had like three home games up front to start the season, yeah. and they end with three straight home games. So you're talking about they've had one home game in this stretch uh, between Florida and between uh, the game that they had against LSU. And that was the Mississippi State game. Yeah, so it's been brutal. So Razorback fans are just looking for times to Which Arkansas lost, by the way. Yes, they did. They did. They did. They did. What was the final score to that? It was seven to three. That's right. That's right. That's impressive. Uh, Can't I mean, can't make that up. But still, yeah. So fans are going to be out there. It's going to be a beautiful day, too. It's going to be a high of about 62 degrees and sunny. So people are going to be tailgating. People are going to be having a good time. And so I think the atmosphere is going to be there. And again, I know that Auburn's kind of in the same way, but it's like, I don't know. I maybe this is probably going to come across as an insult to Auburn and that's fine. But I look at it as Arkansas had such a high expectation and they know that like they're better than what they've seen because Arkansas has lost six games this year, no doubt. And, but five of those six losses have been by one possession. They lost to LSU and Alabama on the road in their places by a field goal in each one of those games. Mm-hmm. They lost to Ole Miss, one of the best teams in the SEC right now, by seven points at their place. Like the, These have just been so close games. So Arkansas feels like, hey, we're a good team. We're a good team. We got the talent. We got the talent to compete. We just can't get over the hump. And I think people are saying, okay, you got it over now against Florida. You won an overtime on the road against a tough team. Now you can finally start to settle in, and now you know how to win. So I think everyone in Razorback Lane's expecting to go into this with a win. But the problem has always been, and what, what's been their biggest issue and what may be their biggest concern going into this game is, okay, but the offense still has the same players. You know, you still have the same offensive line. You sure. still have the, the same wide receivers that uh, have been banged up and the guys that haven't had a whole lot of uh, success. You have two tight ends. Your two best tight ends are out. Like, there's still the same personnel out there. But the question's going to be is, can you build upon that offensive performance that you had against Florida? Can you say, okay, this is what we did really well. Let's utilize this. Let's go into Auburn and let's execute that. Can you do that? Possibly, but one game is not going to change everyone's mind suddenly. Like, oh, now the offense is going to go out there and get 500 yards. Like one game is not going to change that. So if they can do that again and have a good offensive performance, and yeah, of course, Arkansas feels good about winning, but they just don't, feel great about it because they've only seen it really one time this year. If Auburn beats Arkansas tomorrow, does Sam Pittman stay employed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I, in fact, I think barring losing out, he's probably going to stay as the head coach of Arkansas. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Interesting. That, that's kind of not the, the talking point that you typically hear. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a complicated thing, but it's like, I, okay. So it's like, you put it this way. For Arkansas, this past this past offseason, they had to hire two new coordinators for both sides. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the way that they hired Travis Williams, who's been awesome, by the way, I thank us Auburn for that. Um, but yeah. he he's been a guy that I love that. Had guy. A, yeah, he's been a great has has had a great defense or a good enough defense. It's Arkansas went from being the worst defense in the country last year to being actually like a top six SEC defense overall. Incredible, incredible hire, coaching staff, everything. But the offensive coordinator hire of Dan Enos, he kind of rushed because he's like, well, I know Dan, 
He's been wanting to come in. We coached together at Arkansas. He did a great job then. I'm just bringing him in. Mm-hmm. He didn't really go through the research and maybe as much of what he did with Travis Williams. And you see the difference. So people are looking at it as, hey, you know, Sam Pittman, it, when he does his stuff and when he goes through, he's like, he can hire a pretty good defensive coordinator. Like he can hire some good coaches. It just, he, he screwed up after that and Eno's hire. So people are saying, okay, well, let's see what he does after this year. Let's see what he does. If he wins a couple games, maybe salvages the season. Let's see what he can do with the offensive coaching hire and maybe he can fix it again. You know, if they went out and got um, Gus Malzahn to be the head coach at Arkansas, he'd probably keep T-Will on staff. Get the yeah, best you know, of they've, yeah, they've tried that about three or four times. And Eve, every time, you know, I Jimmy feel like Sext- it'll work now. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Sexton was like, okay, well, hold on. Let me get him another uh, raise over at Auburn. Yeah, I think that, we're no, still paying be, that. I think we're still paying that, by the way. I'd say that would be that would be the deal is that uh, they try Arkansas would try to hire him from UCF and they wouldn't, but somehow Jimmy Sexton would get Auburn to pay a bigger buyout for it. Like, you know, that's, it's like that, that, that sounds deal. like uh, that sounds like uh, I've heard that story before, so I'm not going to say no to that, right? Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm interested to see. I mean, this, does that have the Sam Pittman's like potential hot seatness? impact this game at all i mean the players love him right yeah i mean it's yeah i I don't know i don't think so i mean it's it it depends on how you lose i think you know if you lose because you get embarrassed and you let auburn who's a trash offense go out there and score like 48 points then yeah then things are starting to get a little weird but you know i you know if you lose another close game I mean, I don't know. Like, cause again, the people are, the Razorback fans have just been so like mad for six straight games. And I don't, I don't, I just don't know if a close loss again is going to be like, Oh, well, you know, they're still right there. People are still going to be mad. And especially cause it's at home. And especially cause they feel like Auburn, they should beat because that's how they feel. They feel like they should beat Auburn. And mm-hmm. also Arkansas has not beaten Auburn at home since 2015, which was that quadruple overtime game. Uh, that was absurd. So they wild. Yeah. yeah. Like two years ago in 2021, like Arkansas, had, that was like the year they went nine and four, like a really good year. And they lost to, uh, Ole, yeah, they lost to Ole Miss by one point because on a two point conversion play on the road, they lost to um, Alabama by a touchdown on the road. But then for some Y'all reason, are real big on like pointing out one loss or no, one because, score losses. Like that's, yes, that's because, y'all's thing. Because that shows you where it's like how close it is. Because you got to also put in this perspective. Arkansas came off the Chad Morris and Brett Bielema era where it was just like they were getting trounced in games. They were getting embarrassed in games. Sure. So people are saying, pointing to that as saying, not that, okay, you still lose. It still sucks. But it's like, you're still, it's not like you're a joke. You're, it's not like you're getting your, you know, taints handed to you by uh, Vanderbilt anymore. Like you are actually competing in these games. And so- sure. The Auburn game was just weird that year because Auburn came into Fayetteville and beat Arkansas by like two touchdowns. And it was just 15, right? Yeah. Or no, I'm yeah. talking about 2021. And it was 15 points though. Oh, 15 right? points. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. 15 points. And when I thought team game. got one that's the team that Auburn or Auburn went like six and six that year. So Yeah, yeah. Brian Harson stunk. Glad that's done. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's been a weird, it's been a weird series between Auburn and Arkansas for sure. All right, let's give our predictions and what we think is gonna happen. That's coming up on this Locked On crossover edition of Locked On Auburn and Locked On Razorbacks.
Yeah, but I'm going to tell you about Jace Medical before we do that. We spend a lot of time talking together. You and I, Zach, we both do. You and I together. And we get fired up together on wins and losses. Actually, you get more fired up on our losses and we get fired up on your losses. But who starts and who sits? But listen, we're thankful for the connection that we have. And today, I want to chat about something a little bit more personal because I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on that extended travel. Bring on that supply chain issue. Bring it all on because you are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis or Viagra or anything like that. And this is possible because of our friends over at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. It says, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit so you can feel secure now. Prices are lower than far- local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for anyone. That's what somebody said about it, so you know it's good. If you and or someone that you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medications, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. That's jacemedical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, let's talk a little bit about predictions, Zach, because I know that this is a game that both teams, not saying feel confident, but both teams feel like they could win, possibly should win. Sure. So I feel like we're probably going to be split on this, but what do you think happens? That's okay. Yeah, so I mean, everything you look at, is picking Arkansas, right? The the line is fluctuating between two and a half and three, depending on where you look. FanDuel has it at three. If um, And then ESPN's FPI thing, I think, has Arkansas like 54% if you're into that. So my question to you is, where's, where's the mismatch that Arkansas kind of takes control of this game? If all of that comes true and Arkansas wins by a score, where where does it come from? I think I honestly think that it comes from being like Arkansas has been one of the better teams, which I know Auburn has been too, but Arkansas has been a really good team at causing turnovers. Okay. And so I think that if Auburn has to get in situations, which is possible where they either one, turn the ball over or two, get into a three and out on the first possession or a couple possessions where they're kind of pinned back deep and whatnot. I feel like those are the things that's going to turn this game over pretty quickly for Arkansas. Like they're going to be able to take advantage of it. Arkansas has been really good in the red zone too. And that's been um, maybe not as much as touchdowns, but for those of you who may not know in Auburn, Arkansas has one of, if not the best kicker in college football in Cam Little. Uh, the, the guy has hit, uh, I wish I had the stat in front of me, but I believe it's, he's hit five of six field goals from 50 yards plus. Okay. Uh, and, and I mean, he's only missed two field goals all year long. And so to me, yeah, you want to score touchdowns and everything. But to me, to have a weapon like that, especially in a game that may be pretty low scoring, like this one is very 
much could be because of the team's offenses. Yeah. I think that they have a weapon in Cam Whittle where if they can just get past the 50, they have a guy who's in that range. And so uh, I just believe, yeah, if you, if you get Arkansas in good field position, whether it's on short punts or whether it's on uh, uh, turnovers, whatever it is, I think that's where Arkansas is going to do a good job because they always score points. I mean, they always score touchdowns, but they always yeah. score points when they can just get in that point of the field. So, uh, yeah, I've seen other Arkansas places say that too. And, I mean, Auburn's turning the ball over more than Arkansas is. And Auburn's the only team to not miss a field goal in the SEC this season. So, I mean, I, I think those are both strengths for both teams, like you just mentioned. So, I think these teams are similar, John. I, I think they're similar. And obviously, the way the quarterbacks run the ball is very different. It's very different. But they're both effective with their feet. I think the stats say that. Both teams have a very good running back. And I think both teams have a lot of inconsistencies throughout the rest of the offense. And I think both defenses are solid. I don't think either are great, but I think they're both really solid. I mean, these are similar teams. And the fact that Arkansas is getting a slight edge in Fayetteville kind of tells me that Vegas probably sees them about the same. It's just in Fayetteville. So I get it. I totally get where you're coming from. I think it's going to be lower scoring. I'm thinking 20 to 17 for the Tigers. That's that's my prediction. Okay, well, you just want every Razorback fan to punch themselves in the face because if that's another type of game that they have against Auburn, um, you know, that's that's the way it's going to be. But I'll be curious to see how the officials But y'all will love it. Y'all will love it because it'll just be a one-score loss, and you guys love pointing that out. I think yeah. y'all like one-score losses more than you actually like wins. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm sure we love the moral victories over here at Arkansas, apparently. Yeah, that's, that's that. the way it is. Walmart. But- Tyson yeah. Foods, moral victories. Let's moral go. victories. And also, I know what you guys love over at Auburn is uh, SEC officiating because they always love to favor you. And uh, every time you play Arkansas, they make sure they're like, you know what? We're going to make sure Auburn wins this game because. What's uh, your favorite it, botch call in an Auburn-Arkansas matchup? Oh, it's still t- 2020 and it's never going to Bo be Nicks, different. backwards Bo spike. Nicks, but backwards spike. And the explanation that was given after the fact, so they didn't even say it was wrong. They uh-huh. just said it was not a clear, immediate recovery. And I wanted to die when yeah, I heard that. Because they blew it dead, like right after it hit the ground. Yes, and it was, but it was, yeah. So don't, man, don't get me started on all that nonsense. But I've listened way. to your show all week. I've heard you rant on it like every day. It's been great. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. It's terrible. But so, yeah, we got we always got to take that at Arkansas in Arkansas into consideration about how many points will be scored for the for the Auburn Tigers based off the officiating alone. So, sure. uh, you know, I, I still think, I still think Arkansas wins this game. The officials yeah. tries their best, okay. uh, but uh, Arkansas still wins this game. I'm going to say 27, 27 to 20. Arkansas gets the victory. Yeah. And I think that the officials give Auburn at least, I'll say at least 10 of those points. So, so, so how do they do that? What do you, I'm asking you to predict the, the, the Arkansas perceived um, botch call this Saturday. What do you think happens? How do the SEC officials help Auburn? I think that they call a, it's a, I say it's like a fourth down play Okay. and Auburn's needing a score to like, you know, get it's in the Stay fourth in it or whatever, yeah, sure. it's late, yeah. but it's like a two possession game or something like that. They need a score. It's fourth down and they go for it all down field into the end zone. And uh, an Arkansas guy barely t- like grazes an Auburn player in the call pass interference. I Got see it. that happening. Okay. Um, probably a- another thing is that they will uh, go maybe on a fumble, blow the blow the whistle dead when he actually like the ball came out, and then they'll Makes go sense. to review it. And then you know Jerry back in Birmingham will be like, ah, no, it looks good. You guys got it right. 
So, you know, something like that, I feel like is probably what's going to happen. And I feel like we're extra prepared now because of this last segment for this game. You should be because Razorback fans, they, they are prepared for the worst. They always are. That's just sure. what happens when it comes to officiating. It. It's so like Arkansas folks either come in as like, oh my gosh, y'all stand no chance, hogs by 90, or they're like, hey, they're commenting on my video, Arkansas fan here. There's no chance we went on Saturday. There's no like, there's no middle ground, no. which is probably, probably pretty common amongst fan bases, but that's just kind of been an observation that I've seen this week. Oh, trust me. You know, I, I know how it is because I can't wait for basketball season to get going. So uh, your Auburn fans can, you know, who's been basketball fans for four years or can really start uh, going crazy and going wild about how awesome they are and how like, ooh, ooh, look at our one banner that we have hanging in our gym. Isn't it great? So, sure. Uh, so sure. trust me, I get plenty of Auburn fans in my mentions, too, and in my replies over things. So. Hey, it's great. I, I love college athletics for that very reason, and I'm glad we're covering teams in the SEC. John, how can Arcan, uh, how can both Arkansas and Auburn people check out everything you've got going on. Well, for Auburn fans, if you want to troll me and again, just send a bunch of replies to ter- and say terrible things to me on uh, X, I guess is what you call it. Uh, at, bu- at Buzz John Neighbors is the is the best way to do it. Uh, you can do that on all my social media platforms. And also you can listen to the Lockdown Razorbacks podcast wherever podcasts are found. You can also find it on YouTube where you get to see this handsome face that Zach refers to each and every day talking about the Razorbacks. I got a DM earlier in the week asking, hey, Zach, does your locked on Arkansas guy use eyeliner? And I'm like, I don't think so. I think he's just naturally beautiful. Trust me. Listen, I've gotten this a lot of people thinking I wear makeup. I have I've literally got a makeup wipe and I wiped it on my face and then I showed I was like, there's no makeup. It's not makeup. You just wake up like that. Huh? You just wake up like that. This is just how I wake up. I promise you. And trust beautiful, me, beautiful man. Trust me. I, it's the only redeeming physical quality that I have. I can tell you that. It's just okay. the skin. That's all I got, got going it. for me. All right. All right. You can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. Read all my work at AuburnDaily.com. This has been a special Locked On crossover edition of Locked On Auburn and Locked On Razorbacks. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.